0: Anyone else love the New Year energy and already missing it at the end of January? I love when everyone starts to talk about cleaning and eating whole nutritious food and getting rid of the clutter and house projects instead of seeing constant commercials about baked goods and buying things. Now, I'm not talking about diet culture here because we will get to that later. I'm talking about making a conscious choice to do things to improve your life Which is the essence of the Being Better Everyday podcast. Yes, it's about habits, time blocking, and productivity, but at its base, it's about leading a joyful and present life. So, welcome to the Being Better Everyday podcast, where we make your days more peacefully productive while you're juggling all the things. I'm your host, Julie Wenslick, a millennial mom, finance professional, and founder of PNW Designs. I know that as a mom, business owner, corporate girly, or a combination of all three like myself, sometimes life can feel like a lot. With the simplicity of systems of being better every day, we create habits and routines that support your life, create calm in the chaos, and put the you back in your everyday. Grab those headphones, put on your shoes, and join me on a walk while we dig into today's episode. So let's get into it. Today is a girl chat. That means it is a little more unscripted, it's a little more ranty, and today it's also mostly wellness-related because honestly, that's the theme that kept coming up for me in the month of January. So a little bit of a recap of the month. And what we did, it overall was a great month, even though, you know, it's January. It means we don't see a lot of sun. It is the heart of winter. As I am looking outside recording this, it is 40 degrees and foggy and there is no snow. So although it is the end of January, it feels a little bit like spring. And those who are in Minnesota know not to be fooled by the warm temps. And my husband keeps saying we're going to get snow in May, so let's hope not. Okay. So as I started the month, one of the fun things that we had planned and things that uh, were a little out of the norm was a weekend with my brother and sister-in-law. New Year's weekend, which would have technically been the end of December, as New Year's was on a Monday, my brother and sister-in-law came to the cities with their kids to visit as well as get some things done. So my brother for Christmas had built me a cabinet for above the fridge because we got a new fridge this summer and had to take down the cabinet in order to get the fridge because our previous fridge was small. So he is like really good at craftsmanship. He built us a cabinet to basically fit into the rest of our kitchen and uh, came to install it the weekend of New Year's Eve. The other thing we were celebrating was my sister-in-law Jen's 40th birthday. Uh, She turned 40 in the middle of January, and I wanted to take advantage and treat her a little bit while she was here for her birthday. And it was an adventure, let's just say that. I wanted her to spend some time, like, pampering herself because it's not something she does. We all deserve a little bit of respite once in a while. They had decided to come to the cities on a Wednesday, and like we're there by Friday, right? So we had a little notice and I normally get facials at Face Foundry in the cities. They have multiple locations. I love them. I have gift cards for them. But unfortunately they were fully booked for that weekend because we had little notice. I went and looked for facials near us and found Excelsior Spa and Nails. Now I had been there before for nails and it was fine. So I was like, sure, let's go get our facials there. Let me tell you, never again is what I will say. So a little bit about the story. Uh, Our appointments were on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. And we had double appointments, meaning we were both at 10 a.m. When we got there, we got there around 9.50. And there was a mom with two girls sitting there who were around nine years old. And they were there for their nails. And she had told me we got to talking. It was like a little after 10 at this point. So we had been sitting around for a bit. And she had said, that their appointment for nails was at 9 45. Now at this point it was already 10.05. They didn't really I mean, again, nine-year-olds are only going to wait so long. So she had been waiting for 20 minutes and they ended up walking out and rescheduling for a less busy day. At the same time, we heard another woman complaining about a 40 minute wait, even though they had an appointment time. So Jen and I were getting a little nervous because it was already after 10. They hadn't even said really hi to us. And we talked and we sat there and we're like, okay, well, we'll wait 20 minutes. And if they still don't start our facials by then, then just forget it. We'll go for a walk and, and enjoy ourselves otherwise. So around 1020, one of the, it's not a masseuse, whatever the estheticians, one of, the person giving the facial came and brought Jen back to the facial room. So I was like, okay, great. She's starting. I should be momentarily. They kept reassuring me that it was going to be any minute now. And again, this is 1020. Our appointments was at 10 o'clock. So I sat around and waited another 20 minutes. And at this point it was 1040. And I said to the front desk, I was like, Am I starting my facial soon? She's like, Oh yeah, any minute, any minute. And then eventually she took me back to the room where the facial was and instructed me to take off my turtleneck because I'm not smart and I wore a turtleneck to a facial and put on this like towel thing that went across my chest so that they could still like reach my neck and and relax, et cetera. Now, one of the reasons why I love face foundry is they have these like really cushy beds and then like a weighted blanket that you put on. And this place didn't have that. They actually didn't even have a blanket for me. So I just like laid down on the bed and I, there was like cold air blowing on me. It was really cold. So I'm sitting there for another couple of minutes, probably close to 10 minutes in the room and the person still hadn't come back. So at this point, it's like 1050. 50. And we were supposed to be basically done with our facials by ten fifty, and they still hadn't started mine. So I take the towel off, I put my turtleneck back on, and I'm like, forget it. I don't really need a facial. I have gift cards for Face Foundry. I was here for Jen, like I'll just leave, go for a walk, and then come pick her up when her facial's done because you know she had already been in there a half an hour. Well. I go to the front desk and I tell her that I'm about to leave. And the person that's going to do my facial comes around the corner and she doesn't speak a lot of English. And she goes, No, you're not leaving. Like, you come with me. I make you happy. You come with me. I make you happy. And she strong armed me, literally gripped my arm and pulled me back to the facial room. And so I was like, Okay, I guess I'm not leaving. And so I, when she was like starting my facial, she's like, You have the works. And I said, Nope. I'm already like 50 minutes behind schedule at this point. We had a massage booked for her later. We had lunch that we wanted to get to. I said, just do a 30-minute facial. That way I should be done around the same time that Jen will be done. So she did my facial. And honestly, it was not great. She, Her, I don't know, technique wasn't relaxing. It felt like she was slapping me half the time and like trying to like zhuzh my wrinkles out of me. I don't know how to explain it. But it was just, like, not – and then she was, like, breathing really close to me. And then she was, like, well, asking me about my family. I said, I'll have one kid. And she was, like, well, you need to have more kids. One kid isn't enough and, like, was telling me how to run my life. And I was, like, okay, whatever. I'm just glad I'm almost done. I ended probably 15 minutes after Jen. Jen, although I signed up for a 75-minute facial for her, ended up only being, like, a 50-minute facial, which is – she's, like, that's fine. I was totally touched out. Didn't like my masseuse anyway. So um, So we pay – and they ended up overcharging us and their prices that are on the website aren't actually what they charge. And she's like, I give you a deal. And I'm like, no, like I only got a 20 minute facial. I'm not paying for a full facial. And they have like express facials on their website and knew what the price was and said, I'm paying this because that's the express facial price. And that's what I got. So needless to say, we will not be going back to Excelsior Nail and Spa. Um, I will be sticking with Face Foundry and it does show you like, make sure you look at the reviews, make sure you kind of go with your gut and my gut you know, 15 minutes in, I was like, this is probably not the right place. Luckily, she did get a massage later that day and that went well. And I took her daughter to get nails done and we got our nails done, which was also really nice, but definitely a learning lesson. So that was the first weekend in January. And then I ended up going to Florida and this is the third year in a row that I've been able to use miles to go to Florida And spend some alone time with my grandparents. I do still have both my grandma and grandpa on my dad's side alive. I grew up extremely close to them. And my husband lost four of his grandparents in the last like five, six years. And so he definitely is supportive of me spending time with mine. So I went down there and they were impacted by, I think it was called Hurricane Ian. It was the hurricane that was in November of 22 where it like flooded Fort Myers, Sarasota area that is the hurricane that also impacted them. They basically lost, they had to get a new roof, they had to get all new drywall, they had to rip out everything in the kitchen, they had to rip out drywall in the bathroom. Um, You know, last year when I stayed there, they only had plastic on their ceilings because they didn't have, you know, drywall yet. So it took their association like over a year in order to get everything done from uh, mold abatement to new roofing to drywall. So, really, this winter, her goal was to spend the time putting the finishing touches on, painting, putting the pictures up, making it really feel like home, cleaning everything because, you know, it just got done not that long ago and they winter down there. They're snowbirds. So, I went down there and I told my Nana that I would help her paint because she knows that I like painting and I have a lot of experience in it. If you follow me on Instagram, you will see I paint my house a lot too. We went down there and I was down there, or we, I went down there and I was down there for five days and I painted two bedrooms, a bathroom, and her kitchen while I was there. And then the other time I really basically worked on my corporate job because I didn't take a ton of time off. I ended up taking a day and a half off out of the five days that I was there. That was what I did in Florida. We did get to have some time out kayaking. Weather was okay. I mean, it was 60 and raining, which candidly is like great painting weather, so it was fine by me. And then I came home and I had my annual physical. Both on the trip in Florida, as well as the annual physical, diet culture was like slapping me in the face. As someone who has struggled with her weight or mindset around her weight for the majority of her life, I have really done a lot of work around no longer buying into diet culture, no longer making the weight the most important thing about me. And so I went to this annual physical appointment because I needed to re-up on my anxiety meds and was like, well, the physical's free, fine, whatever, I'll do it. I didn't need labs because I was getting labs done from my integrative medicine person and I also get them done, I'm required to get them done at work. So both ways, I'm like, I don't need them also from my primary care provider. I was talking to her about the fact that I had gotten diagnosed with Hashimoto's, and that I had been really working on eating whole nutritious foods, on, you know, eating gluten-free, eating dairy free, how it's been an amazing change for me, how amazing I feel. And, you know, kind of the journey that I've had with her over the last three years is I felt very gaslit around her not believing that I was leading a healthy lifestyle because she just kept seeing the the scale go up and we had tested my TH. TSH thyroid level and it was normal. And she's like, nope, it's just the fact that you don't eat right. I had told her that I had gotten diagnosed and that I was making progress and that I had lost some weight around it and all these things. And she still ended the appointment with telling me that I was overweight, that my BMI was too high, and that I need to eat less. After I had told her I got diagnosed with a thyroid disorder, after I had told her that I had lost weight in the last couple of months, and like, I work out. I am strong. Now, I actually want to be stronger right now, but at the same time, I can lift my daughter who is 40 pounds with one arm, no problem, and you know, do anything physically I need to do. So to have a doctor tell me after all of that, when I was not looking for advice on weight management, I did not go in for that appointment. That's the only thing she told me. She literally, it's like, It was like rehearsed, right? It was like, this is what I tell all of my patients who have a high BMI is like, you need to eat less. Well, first of all, for people who have had eating disorders in the past or have had disordered eating, like that can be extremely detrimental to their mental health. And if you know somebody who's already telling you that you're eating vegetables and fruit and whole foods during the day, like why is that the last thing you tell me, right? I came in for anxiety meds, not to talk about my diet. Anyway, so definitely rub me the wrong way. And it also shows like she is probably Gen X, but generationally, the other thing I noticed in January is, is conversations around health and wellness, the difference in diet culture between generations. I mean, for me and my friends, I want to learn about nutrition. I want to learn about quality foods. I want to learn about how to feel my body but it's not because of weight it's because i want to feel the best and have longevity and as you get older in generations all they're focused on is weight or at least the people that surround i know i just it's so much more than weight right you can be skinny and have a bad internal health you can be fat and have a good in, well better internal health than somebody who looks skinny right so I just, if you have been bombarded with diet culture in January, here's a reminder that keep on your path, educate yourself on whole foods, educate yourself on quality foods. Um, Two of the accounts that I love to watch when it comes to this are, is a local woman named, I know her handle, it's Anywhere Nutrition. Uh, She is somebody in the Twin Cities in Minnesota that I follow a lot. She just recently launched a course on like reading food labels because There's a lot of crap in our food that we think is healthy and that it's not. And then also I've talked about her in the past, but eating bird food, I get a ton of recipes from her. She has a ton of gluten-free and dairy-free recipes as well. So I love following her. And for those of you who have Netflix, the other thing that I watched in January kind of relating to this was You Are What You Eat. It's a docu-series on twins who are put on whole food, healthy regimens, and are measured through a certain period of time one is vegan and one is omnivore and kind of the impact that meat has on your health the impact that vegetables have on your health and how you know the differences internally and externally and muscle wise when you're eating certain kinds of protein so that if you haven't watched it i would recommend as well man i have just really been focusing on quality And that relates to quality food, that relates to quality supplements, that relates to skincare. From a food perspective, one of the most interesting things we found this month was we have been pretty diehard Aldi and Walmart people in the last year because of grocery prices. And he just like randomly went to Whole Foods because he had learned about their restrictions around artificial ingredients and flavors and dyes, etc., and he's like, I just want to look around and see if there's stuff for you for dairy-free, gluten-free. Well, lo and behold, I think as everyone else's grocery prices have increased, maybe because Amazon owns them, Whole Foods have not. So we have found that Whole Foods, obviously, depending on what you buy, but it's pretty comparable to organic foods when you go to Hy-Vee or some – well, we have a hy I guess. I don't know what other national food grocery stores are, but – other normal grocery stores. So Matt has actually been grocery store grocery shopping between Whole Foods and Aldi this month and getting kind of our uh, fruits and vegetables at Whole Foods because Aldi's fruits and vegetables in the wintertime in the Midwest are kind of so-so, you know, kind of shopping between the two and our grocery budget really hasn't gone up that much. But at the same time, we know that we can handle it in our budget and and buying that quality certainly matters to us. The other thing from a quality perspective is supplements. As you know, I have been on a number of supplements, have felt a major difference in the last couple of months. Just got my second blood draw, so I will do an episode about my three-month results later as soon as I meet with my doctor and actually get the results. But I added a probiotic supplement to my regimen in January. And this was after listening to a podcast episode with the founder of thrive probiotics and she talked about the impact that gut health gut health has on your immune system and kind of the difference between active probiotics and non-active and absorption and the impact that you know supplements being not regulated how like the importance of testing and like i said absorption so i added the thrive probiotic now it is not cheap so I'm doing it every other day. And even that little bit, I'm sure, will help me long-term from an immunity and gut health perspective. And they have a gummy version, which I love because I take enough supplement pills. And if I can, you know, do the gummy every once in a while instead of having to swallow another pill, I'm good with that too. So that's something I added from a quality perspective, from a supplement perspective in January as well kind of sticking on the quality side of things. I re-upped some of my health care and or sorry, some of my skincare and makeup in January and and certainly I've been focusing on buying quality makeup and skincare in the last year. You know, some of my things that I've talked about, I've talked about the skin silk drink uh, in the past and I've linked it in the past and that's $50. And I shopped around. It's $50 everywhere between Sephora and Amazon and Direct. Um, But it'll last me like a good nine months to a year. So cost well worth it. Same thing with when it comes to makeup. Anytime I'm buying makeup now, I am doing research on ingredients and kind of making sure that what I put on my face and what I put on my body isn't going to harm my body any more than, you know, My knowledge will allow, I guess, is how I would put it, right? I'm not going to be perfect, but I am going to be more conscious of what I'm using around the house and on my face and in my body. The other thing kind of that came up this month besides kind of that diet culture and quality is the realities of hormone imbalances. Um, I will or do continue to have a hormone imbalance that makes my late luteal phase Emotionally, a little bit tough, and I had found a letter. You know, I was I was recently updating my blog, and I found a letter that I had written on my blog a year ago, so December of twenty twenty two, a little more over a year ago, and it's something that it's very clear to me. Obviously, I was late, Ludial then too, but it still reigns true of how it feels when you are overwhelmed and struggling. So I wanted to read that because it really explains kind of like the late luteal that I went through at the end of January and shows me kind of that commitment to understanding hormone health, balancing them as much as possible, especially as we get into upper 30s, early 40s, when our hormones start to get a little out of whack again. So this is the letter that I wrote in December of 2022. Ever have one of those days where you're just angry? Where something sets you off at work and you're just feisty for the rest of the day? My husband calls it porcupine mode and it's a term that we use a lot. Recently, on a bitter cold snowy day in Minnesota, I was feeling it all, which is how you can tell that I wrote this in December 2022 because we don't have snow right now. Anyway, the pressure on me at work to get all the things done with a smile and show up for my team the pull towards my passion project PW designs with a big launch coming up in a few days and wondering if i've crossed all the t's and dotted all the i's and my underlying anxiety about my b- daughter being homesick once again from daycare so when the workday ended and i switched into mom mode my skin was literally crawling i was craving to get out and be out of responsibilities and dive into my planner business my escape i spent family time distracted and quiet but not really there if you have ever had a toddler, you know that bedtime is no small feat. My husband usually takes the front end of bedtime work, and he lets me step out to work until it's time to tuck my daughter in. Lately, bedtime is hours of work. Asterisk. It's still hours of work, and she's a year older. Anyway, sometimes I swear she has caffeine hidden in her bedroom. So when eight thirty rolled around, an hour after we tried to put her to bed, and I hear a big bang in her room, I'm pissed. I open the door and find her standing on her dresser, trying three different headbands on at once with the bedroom lights fully on. After giving another snack, yes, I know, don't judge, she begs me to stay and cuddle with her. She's a mama's girl at heart and has been craving major cuddles. At first, the only thing that goes through my mind is it's time that I want to work and I'm going to lose all my prep and I know how I'd rather be laying in bed with a glass of wine and Gilmore Girls working than having to deal with this. But then something happens. Her little hands reach out to touch me to make sure that I'm there and she starts rubbing her hand up and down my arm like I do on her back and it hits me. What I dream about is the vision of me. Calm, rested, and present. I'm laying here, given that opportunity, and I'm missing it. We are only going to have these fleeting moments for a short period of time. She's only going to need me for so long. I am not building a business for more, more, more. I am not building a business to lose time with my family. So I paused, snuggled in and thanked God for the nudge of presence. Tomorrow on my thankful 24, it'll be the moments I had with Danny in bed when she was refusing to sleep just because she needs her mom. Because years later, I know I will give anything for this moment. You know, that letter like I said I wrote it. Sometimes I get these things where I just will like write and I'm not usually a writer. I'm not usually a journaler. And that was something that I had just literally the moment happened and I wrote it down and then I ended up posting it. And it's a real reality of how I feel sometimes, especially late luteal when, you know, days before my cycle and I just get porcupined. And it had happened to me the end of January on a Friday because I was trying to write my performance review for work where I really need to like concentrate, right? I'm not doing something where I can pick it up, put it down, pick it up, put it down, and be fine. I needed time to be able to think and write. And I kept getting interrupted. My daughter and my husband were home. She wasn't at daycare because she doesn't go on Fridays. And literally, I spent the entire morning getting interrupted, and I didn't get a sentence written. And I just lost it. I went for a walk. I used box breathing and some Zen music, and I went for literally 10 minutes outside And it made a world of difference. Next week on the podcast, I'm talking about overwhelm because of this, because the tools can really help when you're having those moments. But I also show, you know, through this post and through kind of that reality that sometimes this just happens, especially if you're one who doesn't have like a wealth of patience, which is me, there are always going to be good moments, even if in those realities and for me, it's been, you know, one of my favorite things of January has been the fact that my daughter and I are taking bubble baths together. And I know in quite possibly three years, even two years, she may not ever be willing to do that with me again. And so I'm definitely reminded of I'm going to miss these moments. I'm going to miss these stages and really trying to work on presents and those family date nights. One of the things that we did for our 2024 bucket list is we decided we wanted to do twice a month family nights, meaning intentional time where we're both present, not just watching TV, but doing something fun. And in January, that was bingo because we have found out my daughter actually really likes bingo. I think it's the whole like searching for the numbers and like because she's learned the numbers Our the borough in Victoria, Minnesota has bingo every Wednesday nights And it's like a dollar per card, so it's super cheap. And so we've been doing that when we can when she's not in swimming or, you know, after swimming as well. January, you know, kind of looking back, obviously, keep in mind if you're somebody who's seen a lot of it too, to stay focused on your health goals that are not diet culture related, right? It's okay to maybe want to lose weight or lean up, but it should be for a greater purpose besides the number on the scale. I used to be so hung up on that number, and now the only time I weigh myself is to write down my measurements because I am on this health journey. I want to remind you that quality matters, and I know that, you know, as somebody who grew up in a household where discounts are king, I have really had to learn how to prioritize quality and that statement that you get what you pay for, and, you know, Finally, it's January. I know as I sit here and I haven't seen the sun in weeks, that remind yourself that there are going to be little moments of joy, even in the dead of winter. And even when you're experiencing late luteal and frustrated, there will still be good moments and it will be a fleeting moment in the grand scheme of a hopefully very happy life. Today, you know, January girl chat, like I said. lot of wellness related because that was my theme for January. But I hope it kind of shows you how I'm taking steps towards being better every day. Maybe you can take some of those tidbits and implement them into your own life. And as we get into February, I have some more episodes coming as it relates to health, wellness, overwhelm, and being busy as a mom. So until next time, keep on taking one step at a time towards your version of being better every day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Being Better Everyday podcast. To see any visuals, head over to my YouTube channel. Links, socials, and resources mentioned can always be found in today's show notes. I truly appreciate you leaving a rating and review to help me reach more women looking to build systems to be peacefully productive. If you are looking for more, you can always find me on Instagram at julie.pwdesigns, sharing the behind the scenes of my everyday life as a millennial mom, corporate girly, and small business owner. Until next time, keep on taking one step at a time towards your version of being better every day.